Hey everybody, coming up on this month's episode of the Work With Purpose podcast, we're talking about using applicant tracking systems effectively in your job search. You'll get a little bit of the history of ATS and some best practices on how you can use it in your career. So stick around. That episode of the Work With Purpose podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Work With Purpose podcast, the show that gives you advice, education, and encouragement for your career journey. And now, here's your host, Randy Mahoney Jr. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Work With Purpose podcast. I am your host, Randy Mahoney Jr. Thank you so much for joining us this month. Um, If you're new to our show, we are a seasonal career podcast. We exist to uh, give you advice, education, and encouragement for your career. And uh, we try to bring you um, a maximum amount of value within the span of 20 to 30 minutes with each of our uh, month's episodes. Um, this month, our topic is all about ATS or applicant tracking systems and trying to help you use them effectively, use those systems effectively in your career. And now as we get started with this month's episode, I want to give you our big idea or that one to two sentence summary to kind of help uh help explain this month's topic. So here's our big idea for this month's episode, and it's this. It's important for you to be aware of ATS or be aware of applicant tracking systems in today's job search. And I believe that with practice and understanding, you can learn to use ATS effectively. All right, so now that we've got our big idea out of the way for this month's episode to try to get you situated, I wanted to take a minute and give a definition of applicant tracking systems so that you can get a little bit more of a common definition. Applicant tracking systems, or ATS, as you might hear it called, it's a way for you as a job candidate to uh, search for and apply for specific jobs at specific companies using Um, a web-based system. So how it typically works is that you as a job applicant, you find a company that you'd like to work for, you might click on their careers page, might click on their join our team page, and if they have an ATS system that they use to uh, bring on candidates for their different jobs, you as a job candidate, you would usually create a username, make an account, you would then uh, fill out your personal information, your work history. Uh, usually in ATS systems, they give you an option where you can include attachments, such as an attachment for your resume, an attachment for your cover letter, your references, and things like that. Then as part of um, the ATS system, once you make your account and you find the specific job at that company you want to apply for, then you uh, click apply for the job and you add in your information and you're kind of in a computerized system waiting to hear, you know, from that company's hiring manager. Now we'll talk more later in this episode about um, history of this and just some best practices, but I wanted to give you that short definition of what ATS is and, um, and how you can, uh, you know, get a common definition for that. Um, some examples of popular ATS systems that I knew I wanted to put in front of you. And these are companies that you might, you might've heard of before. It's not a complete list, but I wanted to give you a couple examples. A well-known example of ATS systems is the program Taleo, T-A-L-E-O, from uh, the company Oracle. Another one that's very popular, maybe more so in the last maybe uh, five five to ten, maybe five to seven years, is the, is the ATS system Jobvite, like job invite type of thing. Um, another one that's popular is Workday. Before uh, being more into career coaching and doing what I'm doing now, 
Um, I had some part-time work at a very uh, famous restaurant, and the restaurant that I worked for actually used uh, Workday for all of their team members. And then the last one, this is really specific to the education industry. Um, it's called Frontline Education, and um, it used to be called AppliTrack, like application tracking. Um, and you'll see uh, Frontline Education used a lot in K-12 through education, so for uh, people who want to be a substitute teacher at K-12, through uh, uh, licensed teachers at uh, middle schools, elementary schools, and things like that. That's a very popular one. Um, and it's also really common here in the uh, the Midwest U.S. A lot of the information that, uh, that I'm talking about this month, you can find it in our application guide. If you're watching us here on YouTube, if you look in the... Uh, the description below this video, there's a link for where you can get um, our application guide as well. And you can also find it in our show notes if you're listening to us on your popular uh, podcast platform. Now that we've got a working definition of ATS and we've got some examples, I want to move next to give you a brief history of applicant tracking systems. All right, so now let's get into a little bit more of the meat with this month's episode. I wanted to give you um, a little bit more on the brief history of applicant tracking systems, just uh, just because as I was researching for this episode, this uh, this topic was something that I was curious about and something that I would say is more common in today's job search, depending on the career path that you're wanting to do. Chances are, um, if you're wanting to go into uh, more military-type careers, education-type of careers, um, more on the corporate side, Fortune Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies, chances are you're going to run into using an ATS system at some point. So let's get in just to a short history of applicant tracking systems, how they got started. Now, this comes from an article. I'm just uh, giving you the highlights of it here. It comes from an article written by Mr. Peter Gold. Um, he's the founder of the company Storyfied, which is a business-to-business -business company that's based in England um, that, that works a lot with ATS systems. Um, he also has a lot of working and, and employment experience with ATS. He posted a series of articles um, on the Cornerstone On Demand website in August uh, 2021. Like I said, this article is just the highlights of ATS, and you can get the link to this in our application guide at our website, www.pcast.com. Uh, it's www.pcast.com. So according to Mr. Peter Golden's article, he said that uh, ATS systems really started more or less in the, uh, the 1990s when the internet was started. He actually mentioned in his article that uh, if you've heard of the job board website, monster.com, they really started in about 1994. And then shortly after that, um, the first ATS systems really started to you know, come, come to the surface with the growth of the World Wide Web and the internet. Uh, he kind of narrowed it down to about 1998 to about 1999, when a lot of those examples of ATS systems really started um, coming. And so, and then after the late 90s, moving into the 2000s, uh, Mr. Gold said that ATS screening software was becoming more popular, especially in uh, corporate businesses, becoming more commonplace. And then he also said that um, just as these ATS systems were coming online, just like I told you, the uh, monster.com, careerbuilder.com, those popular job board websites were, were becoming more and more of uh, the norm as well. 
And then the one last interesting point that I wanted to put in front of you and thinking about the history of applicant tracking systems, Mr. Gold brought up the idea that companies are wise to take their ATS systems and work to make them more social. And he gave a couple examples of that, which was, you know, maybe companies using videos as part of their job descriptions and not just a, a list of words after words after words describing uh, the ideal candidate, give ways for applicants to, you know, connect or uh, be interested in jobs through social media channels. Again, that's just a, a few highlights of uh, the history of ATS. Again, you can find the full link from uh, Mr. Gold's article in our application guide at our website, www.pcast.com. After the break, we'll talk more about the best practices of using ATS in your job search. Stick around. You're listening to the Work With Purpose podcast, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Randy here. I'm taking a short break from this episode to give you an opportunity to check out a specific resource that I made just for you. It's a slide deck I've created to help you use the website LinkedIn to have a successful informational interview. Haven't done one before? That's okay. This slide deck will help you learn about what an informational interview is, what questions to ask, and more. Now, I'm selling this resource in two different ways. One, for free, or two, for a suggested donation. You can purchase this resource by visiting my website, wwpcast.com shop. Again, that's wwpcast.com shop. Oh, and one more thing. Remember, every donation helps to fund future seasons of the Work With Purpose podcast. So be assured, your giving is going to a great cause. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, and welcome back to this episode of the Work With Purpose podcast. This month, we're talking all about ATS systems or applicant tracking systems and how you can use them effectively in your job search. So, so far in this month's episode, we've talked about a little bit of what ATS systems are, a um, little bit about their history, uh, how long they've been around, um, and giving you a couple examples of those. Now, for this last half of the episode, I want to just give you a couple of best practices. Um, this is not a complete list, but I wanted to give you a couple best practices that you as a job candidate can use uh, in your job search, in your career search, to use ATS systems effectively. These list of best practices, they come from the folks at Indeed.com, as well as uh, author Ms. Allison Doyle at uh, the Balance Careers website, Indeed.com, the Balance Careers. Those are great uh, career websites that I use often, I check often. Um, so I definitely encourage you to check those out. Again, links will be in our application guide. Um, I'm just going to bring you three um, for this month's episode. So number one best practice of using an ATS system effectively in your job search is to use basic formatting. Use basic formatting. Uh, now what I mean by that is using um, basic formatting on the career documents that you add to an applicant tracking system. You have to remember, um, as we talked about at the start of the episode, an applicant tracking system is you are creating an account with a computer-based system that's uh, that screens applicants, screens your career documents for that specific company. You have to remember, when you're adding your cover letter, adding your references, adding your resume to that applicant tracking system, a person is usually not looking at it first. Your documents are being screened by a computer, by, um, I've even read articles more recently that some artificial intelligence is kind of coming into the mix with that. So this basic formatting of your resume and your other documents is going to be helpful for you because it's going to help 
the uh, the computer that's involved in the applicant tracking system get really accurate information and really determine if you as a candidate are the best match for that specific position. What are some ways that you can use basic formatting? The first one is think about like bulleted lists in your resume. Use uh, short phrases in your description of your job responsibilities. Uh, you wanna make sure that you've got plenty of white space between the different sections of your resume, such as white space between your contact information, your list of skills, uh, your employment history, your education history. Another way that basic formatting can show up on your career documents is using a font. Um, think of fonts such as Georgia or uh, Tahoma or Arial. Uh, my advice as I you know, coach others on developing a resume as I've done, as I do my own resumes myself, I typically like to stick with, um, it's a pretty technical term, uh, what's called a sans serif font. Um, so um, sans serif font means that the letters in the font don't have the little kind of pointy hooks on the ends of the letters. Um, so fonts like Arial and, uh, you know, Tahoma, things like that, Lucinda Grand, Garamond, stuff like that. Those are all sans serif fonts. Those can be helpful on your career documents uh, to use because it can be easier for uh, the computer part of the ATS system to read those. And again, if it's if you're making your career documents easier to read by the computer system, better chance that your documents kind of go through the ATS system, better chance to be read by the hiring manager, and ultimately you um, have a chance to be called in for an interview and you know sell yourself to be uh, the best job candidate for that job that's there. But if you're ever unsure about what kind of formatting you should use, go for your resume or career document formatting that is clear and simple. Go for formatting that's clear and simple. Because remember, when it comes to using the applicant tracking system, a, a human being is probably not going to look at your documents first. You're trying to get it screened through that computer system so that your words and your resume and your documents are the best match compared with the, the job description for the job you're applying for. So basic formatting is going to help you. Here's number two, and that is to use keywords. Use keywords in the career documents that you upload to an ATS system. And the best way that I would explain this to you is that as, as we've been talking about all episode long, the applicant tracking system, a human being is probably not going to be the first person that sees your information, your career documents. Your documents are being screened by a computer, and really what the computer is looking for is seeing your phrasing and your wording and really comparing that side-by-side -side with the job description. So my advice to you, uh, I want to have you think about it like this. Consider having the job description for the job you're applying for. Have that open up on your computer, and then right next to it, open up another document and and compare and contrast. As you're looking at the job description, looking at the skills that they're looking for, really try in your in your other document where you're typing and adding in your customized resume, um, you're trying to match the uh, wording and some phrasing and keywords in the job description, putting those naturally in plain language in your resume, because that's gonna really up your chance of you know being screened and matched well in the applicant tracking system. So really, really intentionally finding and using the job description of the jobs you're applying for. Have that. Have those same keywords in your resume. Make it specific. Make it focused to the uh, the job you're applying for. So that's number two. Really reviewing the job description and using keywords in your cover letter and in your um, your resume as well. 
And then the third and last best practice that I wanted to put in front of you with applicant tracking systems, trying to have you use them effectively in your job search is that you want to make sure that you plainly follow the instructions of the, the ATS system. You want to follow the instructions. If they ask for a resume, upload a resume. If they ask for it as a Microsoft Word document, make sure you put the Word document and not a PDF file. Just follow those instructions. Um, I was reading from these two articles that uh, sometimes ATS systems, they can be rather dated. So sometimes ATS systems might not be able to read or handle a, uh, a PDF type of file. So again, it's important to just read the details depending on what ATS system you're using. And you want to, uh, to make sure that you are uploading all the required uh, documents as well. So again, that is um, just a few best practices of how uh, you can use an ATS system effectively. Remember, um, you can get these full links in our application guide. Uh, either if you're watching us on YouTube, you can look below this video in the description to get that, or you can find, find it at our website, www.pcast.com. All right, well, that brings us to the end of this month's episode. Uh, I apologize we weren't able to get to our application questions due to the, uh, the sake of time this month, but I wanted to say uh, if you visit our website, www.pcast.com, or uh, if you're watching us on the video companion of this podcast on our YouTube channel, um, you can get the link to our application guide. Our application questions will be all listed in our application guide, so you can take time to fill those in. But as we kind of wrap up this month's episode, I want to say thank you so much for uh, watching us and uh, sharing this sharing this episode with uh, somebody who you think could benefit from it. Um, I wanted to say if you like this show, if you thought it was helpful to you, if it if it added you some value, I would love it if you would leave us a rating or a review on uh, your podcast uh, channel of choice, whether you're connecting with us on our YouTube channel, uh, the bit where we put the video version of this podcast, or on your favorite podcast app. If you leave us a rating or a review, that uh, helps new people find our show. So it's really helpful. Would love it if you would do that. Also, uh, again, just like I said, uh, be sure to get our application guide at our website, www.pcast.com. That's www.pcast.com. And then finally, if you want to keep the conversation going, if you want to stay up to date on when we're launching new episodes, I would love it if you would join us in our Work With Purpose community Facebook group. You can uh, visit us on Facebook and search for the Work With Purpose community. That's uh, search Facebook for the Work With Purpose community. That is where um, you can join other like-minded people who like our podcast just like you. Um, that's where I share early uh, clips of our podcast episodes that are coming out, um, give you a chance to kind of share about what topics you want to hear about on the show. Um, so again, you can search Facebook for the Work With Purpose community, and you can stay engaged with us that way. So uh, that brings us to the end of this month's episode. So again, I want to say thank you so much for watching and for uh, listening to us, sticking with us. Uh, until our next month's episode, remember, my name is Randy Mahoney, and you've been made with purpose, so work with purpose. I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Work With Purpose podcast. If you'd like the show notes for this episode or want to learn more, visit our website at www.pcast.com. If you found today's episode helpful, be sure to subscribe to our show, rate and review it on iTunes, or share it with a friend on social media. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Work With Purpose podcast.